0: 24 December, 24 December, it's Christmas Eve, it's uh, Sunday, I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report, breathing is bad, that and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, we got some news from Israel, um, from the Times of Israel. IDF trial flooding Hamas tunnels with seawater proves successful. You probably know this, but if you didn't, I just want you to know how that's been going. Um, I got something to add at the end of that so that you can say, well, you know, maybe it wasn't that bad after all. The IDF had started pumping seawater in Hamas's underground tunnel system. Yes. A, yeah, a move aimed at destroying the terror group's subterranean network of passages and highways and driving its operatives above ground senior Hamas official Sama Hamdan was asked about the issue and he claimed that the terror group's tunnels were engineered to withstand flooding so it shouldn't be a problem then okay if that's true then <laughs> nobody should have a problem with this but uh as well as other potential dangers Asked about concerns that the tactic might harm the hostages, some of whom are being held in Hamas tunnels, IDF spokesman Rear Admiral Hagari said that the army operates based on intelligence it has regarding where it believes the hostages are located and that it will not take steps that harm them. The IDF announced that soldiers had discovered more than 800 tunnel shafts in the Strip since the beginning of the ground offensive targeting Hamas that began in late October, some 500 of which had already been destroyed. Flooding is one out of a few others uh, way to tackle the tunnels, including airstrikes, use of liquid explosives, and dispatching dogs. I saw a dog video this past week. I got some head shaking. They saw it too. Very cool. Put a GoPro on his back and he went climbing through the tunnels and uh, good stuff. Drones and robots into the network as well. Environmental experts have warned that the move could have long-lasting effects on the groundwater in the Strip come on. Uh, Opinions with the Biden admin on the tactic have been mixed, with some officials expressing concern, while others have said they back Israel's efforts to destroy the tunnels and that there isn't necessarily any American opposition. From the Business Insider, just a little add-on to that, just so you remember, it's something I reported on 10 years ago. Israel is said to be flooding Hamas tunnels, a tactic Egypt already used in 2013, using sewer I don't know if you remember that, but Uh salt water is not that bad after all, is it? From Breitbart. Yeah, hey, hey. That'll really get the rats out of the tunnel. Breitbart, Jewish alumni group, Harvard aims to reduce Jews to 1 to 2% of the student population. This is their set goal. Harvard one to two percent of the population, when 90 percent of their major donors are Jewish and aren't going to stand for this at all. In a December update, the newly formed Harvard Jewish Alumni Alliance reported, we have seen data that suggests that the Jewish population at the college has declined from 20 to 25 percent. Now, remember, they're a teeny little portion of America. Teeny in the 1990s to 2000s to 5 to 7% today. They have been whittled out of Harvard through this woke agenda. The best and the brightest people, it doesn't matter if they're Jews, it doesn't matter if they're black, it doesn't matter what, they are being drummed out to meet an agenda. If you don't believe that, look at the person that is running Harvard right now and what they have allowed over the past two weeks that is literally criminal, okay? But that almost, uh, all the decline occurred in recent years from 25% down to 5 to 7% within just the past couple of years. We have heard from multiple sources that it is the official, undisclosed policy of the school to drive down Jewish admissions to 1% to 2% of the student body, proportionally matching Jews' percent of the population. This violates basic meritocratic principles and recent Supreme Court Jewish prudence. Like the shameful Jewish quotas in Harvard's past, current limits mimic... The Soviets, who use similar tactics to limit Jewish access to education, the purported 2% quota would go much further than the 15% Jewish quota than Harvard President Lowell tried to impose a century ago, when the proportion of Jewish students at Harvard was over 20%, just like it was recently. The idea of imposing quotas on Jews has ideological roots in Nazi Germany via apartheid South Africa. Hendrik Verward, an Afrikaner nationalist who later became a prime minister of South Africa, was regarded as the architect of apartheid, had studied in Germany during the 1920s, and was sympathetic to Nazi Germany. In the 1930s, he opposed the admission of Jewish refugees from Nazi Germany to South Africa. He also argued that Jewish participation in the South African economy should be limited to the Jewish proportion of the population. He argued that by legislation it must be ensured, gradually but deliberately, that each white population group, as far as possible, has a share in each of the most important occupations in accordance with the proportion it forms of the white population as a whole. So that was South Africa. It came from Germany. It's something that's been going on all along. It cost Germany the war. Because they got rid of their best and brightest, and we ended up winning. Now, people can debate what I just said, but I believe it's true. They got rid of their best and brightest, and they were not able to prevail in the war. Okay, we got some news from Christianity today from the Gateway Pundit Christian teacher fired for revealing students' gender transition to parents' Sue's school. Bonnie Manchester, whom mass resistance reported as a Christian, was sacked from a middle school in Ludlow, Massachusetts back in 2021 after informing a female student's father that the school was secretly referring to his daughter as a boy. Two years on, Manchester is filing a $10 million lawsuit against Ludlow, its school board, current and former school district superintendents, and several former school employees. One of the defendants, the school's former librarian, is a woman who identifies as a man. She allegedly pushed books on children containing sexually explicit content, either in the form of illustrations, explicit descriptions of sexual activity, or both. Some promoted a gay lifestyle, others trans. All advanced a view wherein gender confusion, sexual experimentation, promiscuity, or all three were considered normal. After Manchester pushed back against the distribution of such material, she says she was subjected to a years-long bullying campaign and conspiracy that culminated in her termination. The dispute that resulted in Manchester's firing began when an 11-year-old female student struggling with mental health issues announced to school staff that she was a genderqueer. The school responded by facilitating a deceitful double life. All were to present the female child as a female student to her parents, but as a male student to the rest of the school community. When Manchester decided to inform the girl's father of his daughter's secret gender transition, the school launched an investigation into her behavior on the grounds that she had shared confidential information. She was placed on administrative leave for several months as the investigation was carried out before eventually being fired after a decades-long career at the school. Her conduct, she was told, was unbecoming a teacher— The school claimed Manchester had violated a purely fictitious school policy of confidentiality that simply did not exist. The lawsuit states, accusing the defendants of engaging in invidious and egregious viewpoint discrimination violative of the First Amendment. I hope she wins, and I hope she gets every penny out of that school district. From the Iowa Standard... You know, throughout the rest of the report, at the end of any of the categories, I'm going to give you a little Christmas news. Oh, speaking of Christmas news, before I go on, okay, this is for people that are online right now. I know some people just hate the word Christmas; they can't stand it. I'm talking about Christians. It just they it turn into almost evil ogres when you mention the word Christmas. Okay, um, if. You uh, have that position. You say, well, December 25th is a made-up day, and it has no bearing on reality, and uh, Jesus wasn't born on December 25th, and all that kind of nonsense. I would ask you to take the time to listen to today's sermon. I will demonstrate several points from the Bible, from the Bible as to the coming of Jesus Christ, okay? It is correct if you are going to argue against what it says, you will be arguing against The Bible, that's right, and ultimately comes from God. So um, uh, I can tell you this. I'm not going to give you a con job. I'll leave it at that, and I'll let you decide whether you agree with what I have to say. Take it up with Scripture, okay? But um, I have no problem at all saying Christmas. None, okay? It's Christ Mass. We are celebrating the coming of Christ. That's it, okay? If you want to know more, I would invite you to actually take the— 40 minutes or however long the sermon will be and watch the sermon instead of arguing against things that you don't know yet. Okay. That's what I would ask you to do. Okay. So some Christmas stuff for those people who hate it, plug yours for the next 20 minutes or turn the thing off. Okay. From the Iowa standard, nativity scene moved in Toledo after complaint letter from FFRF a nativity scene that has been displayed in front of the fire department in Toledo for the past 15 years has been moved after the city received an official complaint from a non-resident. Mayor Brian Sokol said the display was put up in November and the complaint was received early last week, which a couple weeks ago, from an individual who doesn't even reside in the county. According to the FFRF, the Establishment Clause prohibits the government from showing favoritism towards religion. They lie every time they send this letter out. Yep. They have been turned down again and again and proven that what they say is a lie, but they go after people and most people are just scared to challenge them. And so they take the thing down and it's done. Okay. These people are a group of liars. Yep. What they are claiming is untrue. Okay. The group said nativity scenes on public property are unnecessary, inappropriate, and divisive. I would argue with all three of those points. Mm -hmm. It is irrefutable that the nativity is a religious Christian symbol. The best solution is to remove this nativity scene and discontinue hosting religious displays on public property altogether. This is what they want. This is what they get when people don't know what the law says. From Breitbart, Vatican reverses ban on blessing gay people couples. I'm sure you heard about this, but I wanted you to hear it just in case. The Vatican has reversed its position, banning the blessing of homosexual couples, asserting that a blessing can now be offered to all without requiring anything. For Breitbart, Church of England blesses same-sex couples for the first time. It was approved. Now they're doing it. So, some news from the Mideast and Africa today from the Gateway Pundit. IDF uncovers Hamas IED death trap with baby dolls and loudspeakers. In an attempt to ambush our troops, Hamas terrorists connected dolls to speakers playing crying sounds and set them up in an area rigged with explosives. The dolls and children's backpacks were intentionally placed near a tunnel shaft connecting to a large tunnel network that extends under nearby civilian areas, including a school and a medical clinic. Our forces conducted thorough searches of the area and exposed the ambush as well as Hamas intelligence and anti-tank positions in the area. From the express, Hamas threatens violence against Americans everywhere in a new video. Hamas has threatened violence against Americans. Speaking on memory, senior official for Hamas, Sami Abdu Zuri, called for acts of violence against the USA and against the UK. Zuri's comments come as tensions over the Israel-Hamas war intensify, with pressure growing on Israel to stop the fighting. Meanwhile, more stories have continued to come out about the terrorist group's brutality since the October 7th attacks, which left hundreds of innocent people dead or seriously injured. okay, that's not a way to wage warfare is to torque off the people that are almost about to cave to you by threatening them, but that's the way they seem to want to work. From the Express, Hamas terror plot foiled. Mossad says seven arrested planning attack on Europe. So this guy was saying, we're going to do it. And they caught some people before they actually did it. At least seven terror suspects arrested in Europe were planning to carry out an operation on behalf of Hamas. Israel's Mossad spy agency said Danish agencies had exposed Hamas infrastructure on European soil. Earlier, at least three people were arrested in Denmark and one in the Netherlands on suspicion of plotting to carry out an act of terror. A further three have also been arrested in Berlin. The arrests come just one day after a senior Hamas official called for violent acts against Americans and Britons around the globe. Hamas has striven to expand its operational capabilities around the world, especially in Europe, to attack Israeli, Jewish, and Western targets at any price. Now, that ought to be uncomfortable for you with what's happening in the southern border of the United States of America. If it's not, I have to question your sanity. From the Times of Israel, Swiss Parliament votes to cut funding for UNRWA amid incitement allegations. Good. From Fox, Michigan imams praise for jihad, latest example of rising danger of extremism. They're worried about our J6 people some of them that just went to Washington for a funeral, right? They're worried about that, and we've got extremists in Canada and the United States that are calling for jihad, and they don't do anything. That's not the FBI's concern. A Michigan Islamic scholar, Jibril, posted a video on social media calling on Muslims in the West and U.S. to embrace jihad, continuing a trend that threatens to spread extremism in the U.S., Jabril took aim at many in the West who he claims pushed a fake version of Islam since the 911 terrorist attacks, shying away from the celebration of jihad while pushing a version of slam that suits the enemies. The scholars lashed out at the U.S. and Biden, calling him a terrorist while blaming the U.S. for the genocide in Palestine. Mail online Muslim family is arrested after slashing teenage son for converting to Christianity. Cops found the boy trembling and wide-eyed after mom, dad, and brother punched him and spat in his face. Right in Nashville, Tennessee. They're worried about the J-6 people. Right. Breitbart. After Biden reversed Trump and let hoodies run wild, U.S. announces task force on Red Sea. Now, remember last week I told you a couple examples of how the left creates a problem and then they throw a lot of money at it to fix the problem that they have created. This is going to cost us not millions and not hundreds of millions, but it's going to cost us billions. And this is by plan, by design. They want that war effort. They want those missiles being produced because then they get kickbacks from their people that are doing that. Now we got something interesting from Mongolia. And oh, how interesting it is. From Sci News. 1,600-year-old wooden saddle unearthed in Mongolia. Cool. Yeah, despite a fragmentary archaeological record, horse cultures of the eastern Eurasian steppe were early adopters of frame saddles and stirrups by at least the turn of the 5th century. The 1,600-year-old saddle discovered at Erd Ulan Unit is one of the earliest known examples of a wooden frame saddle, showing evidence of both local production and connections with earlier saddle traditions. Recent discoveries suggest that stirrups were in use on the Mongolian steppe concurrently with their earliest appearance elsewhere in East Asia. That's a long time ago, and they were making saddles back then. Unreal. Daniel, 12 technology today from neuroscience. If you can't tell, I am feeling really crummy today. I woke up with a cough, and I'm just miserable, and I'm sorry if I'm not exciting. I apologize about that, but um, Hedico walked downstairs and said, are you sick? And I said, I'm not feeling so hot. Anyway, um, neuroscience says AI and EEG transform silent thoughts to text. Your thoughts can be transformed to text. Researchers created a revolutionary system that can non-invasively. This isn't like before where they go into your brain and put stuff on there and read your mind. This is different. Non-invasively convert silent thoughts into text offering new communication possibilities for people with speech impairments due to illnesses or injuries. Well, that's great, and I'm glad they're doing that. At the same time, I can see somebody passing by me with one of these scanners, like, you know, Mm. Star Trek, Spock gets out a scanner, (laughs) and all of a sudden they know my thoughts. You would never attend this church again if you knew my thoughts. (laughs) I'm serious. All right, uh, let's see here, uh, offering new communication possibilities. The text uses a wearable EEG cap to record brain activity and an AI model named DeWave to decode these signals into language. This portable system surpasses previous methods that require invasive surgery or cumbersome MRI scanning, achieving the state-of-art EEG translation performance. It shows promise in enhancing human-machine interactions and in aiding those who cannot speak with potential applications in controlling devices like bionic arms or robots. The system records brain activity through an EEG cap and uses the AI model DeWave to translate EEG signals into words and sentences. The tech has demonstrated around 40% translation accuracy. Now this is just coming out and they can already 40% Read your brain and translate what you're thinking. Just coming out. That's amazing. Uh, And it aims to reach the performance level of traditional language translation programs, which is like 99%. It offers a more adaptable and less invasive alternative to previous technologies, having been tested on 29 participants with diverse EEG patterns. Previous technology to translate brain signals to language has either required surgery to implant electrodes in the brain, such as Elon Musk's Neuralink, or scanning in an MRI machine, which is large, expensive, and difficult to use in daily life. In the study, participants silently read passages of text while wearing a cap that recorded electrical brain activity through their scalp using an EEG. The model is more adept at matching verbs than nouns. However, when it comes to nouns, we saw a tendency towards synonymous pairs rather than precise translations, such as the man instead of the author. We think this is because when the brain processes these words, semantically similar words might produce similar brainwave patterns. Despite the challenges, our model yields meaningful results, aligning keywords and forming similar sentence structures. Okay, it's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues noted in the book of Revelation. From Food Safety News, the avian flu virus is rapidly spreading through commercial flocks in the United States. We talked about this a week ago, and here's more. In the past 30 days, the virus has spread to 106 commercial flocks in 23 states, and California is the latest to report outbreaks. In two broiler operations in Stanislaus County and an egg laying business in Sonoma County. With a dramatic upturn in HPAI cases, the number of birds lost has soared to 72.54 million since 2022. Iowa and Ohio are the two most impacted states. During this outbreak, there have been two commercial flocks, seven affected backyard flocks, and 2.75 million birds in Iowa. Canada also reported the bird virus has spread to 67 of its commercial poultry operations since September. So it's getting out of hand. Gateway Pundit, fully vaccinated and boosted. Pierce Morgan, test positive for COVID-19 and he blames the anti-vax for catching the virus. (laughs) What? He's adult. That's what. From Vigilant News, Canada reports 300% increase in unspecified causes of death, sparking calls for investigation. 300% increase in unspecified causes. They have no idea what could be causing this. From Fox, we've never seen dying at this rate, says Dr. Perry Corey. Dr. Perry Corey joined the Ingram Angle to discuss why the U.S. has seen a staggering 158,000 more deaths in 2023 compared to the same period in 2019. They don't know. They just can't figure it out. Gateway Pundit, pro-vaccine Canadian journalist who advocated for Vax Passport and called for unvaccinated to be fired, dies at the age of 33. Zero Hedge, CDC issues health advisory over low vaccination rates across the U.S. It's an emergency, folks. Zero Hedge, joyless leftists kill Santa with COVID to push masks and vaccines. little commercial, killing Santa. A morose leftist activist group has produced a festive video in which Santa Claus catches COVID and dies on Christmas Eve. That's sick. So they believe in Santa Claus? (laughs) Yeah, now they believe in Santa Claus, apparently. Okay, morality is declining. From the Oklahoma government, Governor Stitt signs anti-discrimination executive order, takes aim at DEI measures. Good job. This is from their website. Governor Kevin Stitt signed executive order 2023 31 implementing greater protections for Oklahomans and their tax dollars against DEI. In Oklahoma, we're going to encourage equal opportunity rather than promising equal outcomes. Encouraging our workforce, economy, and education systems to flourish means shifting focus away from exclusivity and discrimination and toward opportunity and merit. We're taking politics out of education and focusing on preparing students for the workforce. The order requires state agencies and institutes for higher education to initiate a review of DEI positions, departments, activities, procedures, and programs to eliminate and dismiss non-critical personnel. You're out of here. From KOCO. Executive order eliminating DEI programs could put federal funding accreditation at risk. They're Uh, threatening this governor by saying your funding may be cut. My Northwest, Seattle student failed quiz for saying men can't get pregnant. Telegraph, school children taught St. Hadrian was black scholar, even though he wasn't. From Fox, The Satanic Temple sets up public display in Iowa Capitol building. Very dark, evil force. Now, why isn't the FFRF challenging that? It's on public property, isn't it? The group's co-founder says the disparity represents its right to religious freedom. From the Republic Sentinel, Christian tears down and beheads Satan's shrine in Iowa Capitol. Michael Cassidy, a Christian and former military officer, pushed over and decapitated the statue before he discarded the head in a trash can. Zero Hedge, Canadian Human Rights Commission labels Christmas celebration discrimination grounded in colonialism. Discrimination grounded in colonialism. That's what. Mail online, Belgian city cancels plans for black female santa claus draped in the palestinian flag to hand out presents to children as critics slam woker than woke event from superior word news services retarded boston mayor michelle Wu holds no whites christmas party Mm -hmm. some other news mail online shock as news channel announces it'll become first to use ai anchors from next year no humans only ai anchors you know what? It doesn't really bother me. Elon Musk said that like 75% of all jobs are going to go AI. doesn't bother me a bit. Anyway, journalists have branded, you want to know why it doesn't bother me? Yeah. Because all we're getting is fake news right now anyway. What difference does it make? <laughs> journalists have branded plans for AI news anchors utterly terrifying. The journalists are going absolutely ballistic because their jobs are now on the line. You can't do our jobs. And LA based channel looks set to launch them next year. Channel One is using the tech to create digital humans to provide updates about what is happening across the world. Doesn't bother me a bit. They're all fake on CNN, they're all fake on ABC and NBC. They lie to our faces. We don't need them. They can be replaced with more garbage. Mail online. Now, Texas Governor Greg Abbott installs anti-climb walls along the U.S.-Mexico border at Brownsville. Eight-foot gates are strung together and wrapped in razor wire to stop migrants from illegally crossing. New barrier installed last week near border hotspot Brownsville. Anti-climb fencing that is eight feet high by 12 feet wide and strung together by multiple layers of razor wire are going up near Brownsville, texas breitbart texas governor signs bill making illegal migrant entry from mexico a state crime yes. it gives law enforcement the authority to arrest migrants who illegally entered the state sb4 makes illegal entry into texas from a foreign country a criminal offense by creating the it's already criminal it's already criminal we have laws on the books the federal government is not enforcing laws that exist. And And now they want to sue Texas for doing this, which is just taking care of what they're not doing. Okay. Uh, it makes illegal entry into Texas from a foreign country, a criminal offense by creating the offense of illegal reentry, offenders can be penalized with sentences of up to 20 years in prison. It also provides the mechanism to order an offender to return to the foreign nation from which they entered or attempted to enter this state. The law provides civil immunity and indemnification for local and state government officials, employees, and contractors for lawsuits resulting from enforcing these provisions. The law is similar to a current federal statute under Title 8 of the United States Code 1325, there it is, which makes illegal entry into the United States a misdemeanor, offense for a first-time offender, and a felony for a second offense. Under the current admin, the federal statute is not pursued to any significant degree, meaning 0.0. It creates a mandatory 10-year minimum prison sentence for smuggling of persons and continuous smuggling of persons. That law enhances the criminal penalties for operating a stash house and creates a mandatory five-year minimum prison sentence. It also further enhances criminal penalties for victim-related offenses that occurred during the commission of smuggling, such as assault and burglary. Breitbart Republicans seek to ban Biden from using Department of Veterans Affairs to give health care to illegal aliens. Why is that even necessary? Why is that even necessary? The Department of Veterans is supposed to fund veterans. Mail online now. Scientists say breathing is bad for the environment. Gases we exhale contribute to 0.1 percent of the UK's greenhouse gas emissions stop breathing it's bad for you to breathe they don't want you to do it anymore that is insane once again who is God and who is man all comes back to that Breitbart where's the beef I reported on this a year ago it has now been implemented where's the beef and the humans Wendy's introduces AI drive through order takers No more humans in the process of taking an order at Wendy's in Columbus, Ohio. I reported on that. The guy from Ohio was sitting there at the time, and now it's been implemented. Good stuff. Mail online. Air Force legend Bob Pardo. Does anybody know what he did or who he was? Amazing story. Absolutely amazing story. Air Force legend Bob Pardo dies at the age of 89. Texas fighter pilot is remembered for the most famous aerial maneuver ever attempted Pardo's push. When he, huh? Unbelievable. When he saved his wingman during the Vietnam War. The wingman was damaged on a bombing run and would be captured if he ejected. Pardo used the stricken plane's tail hook to push him 88 miles to safety. That's an American hero. There aren't men like that anymore. There's a bunch of sissy women out there. Amen. It's unbelievable. He risked his own life and pushed the guy out of enemy area. Unbelievable. Zero Hedge. Absolute garbage. I know you know this, but I'm going to say it again. Jill Biden's bizarre Christmas video is freaking people out. If you didn't see it, it is absolutely the most revolting thing I've ever seen. Had nothing to do with Christmas. Nothing. It was a bunch of gay and transgender people trouncing around the White House. Absolutely disgusting. First lady, she's not even a first lady. She's a first jerk. Jill Biden has continued her annual Hunger Games holiday theme with what some have called bizarre display of absolute garbage. Biden had the New York-based Dorrance Dancers perform their version of the Nutcracker Suite in which grown men looking like uncaught pedophiles prance around in costumes, absurd costumes, throughout the White House. That is our administration. Yeah. Yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah. Gateway Pundit. They're all a bunch of sexual deviants. All of them. Yeah. They, they are All of them. They all ought to be in insane asylums. Yeah. Yeah. Gateway Pundit. Wallingford, Swarthmore, Pennsylvania School District bans Christmas decorations on buses and restricts employees from wearing Christmas attire. What? Mail online. This is amazing. If you haven't heard this, which probably half of you have, this is absolutely amazing. Brenda Lee makes music history yes. as her holiday hit, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, hits number one for the first time in 65. Five years after it was first released, number one, number one again, sixty five years later. Unbelievable. Who said it? You're not going to get it. It's just a good quote. Remember, if Christmas isn't found in your heart, you won't find it under a tree. Charles No, Charlotte Carpenter, never heard of her. I just like the quote. Okay, I got a double lick for you this week. They both submitted them and I have time for it. We're early today. In a bottle, Jim Crow, has time, but Miss Lee has a song of sublime. After decades of years, she has bested her peers singing parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. There's no stopping an old Christmas song with the classic You Just Can't Go Wrong. So tune up a grin and we're glad to join in as we celebrate all season long. Okay, I don't need to give you any encouragement this week because our irony is so encouraging. (laughs) From the Superior Word News Services. Two millennia ago, Jesus Christ, the king of the universe, stepped down from his throne of majesty, united with humanity, and was born in a manger. He yielded himself to the beings that he created. The irony of God in Christ is the wisdom of God among those who are willing to yield themselves, acknowledging his glory through simple faith. Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.